0: Happy Nauru's? Yes. <laughs> I, was, I just was looking at the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, it is
1: the really new year today. So. Are there like any specific traditions around yes. the holiday? So, this is a really old traditional Persian New Year holiday. So like in, in Persian year, it's the year 3760. And so like we've been celebrating Nauru's for that long, maybe even longer than that. And the main tradition is that we put together a, a kind of tray of symbolic things that will bring health and wealth and happiness, stuff like that. Stuff that symbolizes every single good thing. And yeah. it's seven, seven things that start with the letter S in Iranian, in Farsi. So we put seven things on the table and we all gather around the table at the, a specific time that the year is going to turn. And yeah, yeah, we just like wish for good things. So that's the main tradition. And there's a lot of eating. Yeah, there's a lot of eating and like family members gathering around money exchange. (laughs) I love that part.
2: (laughs) And then I just also want to tell you, I have a splitting headache right now. So if I look like not very engaged, I'm engaged. I'm just like, (laughs) I have a splitting headache. So that's also. So I just wanted to tell you that, Camilla, because I'm like, I'm excited to be here. But there's also just like someone digging into my skull. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know that I'm like not usually this reserved. I'm usually much more energetic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've suffered from headaches and migraines a lot. So I understand. You get it then. <laughs>
2: yeah, That was like- my...
0: Yeah, this is like Kelsey's like sixth concussion
2: somehow. Yeah. Oh no. I don't, I don't have very good luck. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and They're all like very random incidences. It's not like you play like rugby or something. Nope,
2: oh, nothing no. like that.
1: Is this like a klutz issue? Because I relate to that as well. I am always bruised everywhere. I constantly find bruises. I'm like, how did that happen?
2: Right? How does it happen? I really don't know because my legs are black and blue. Like, what am I running into in the middle of the
1: night? I don't yeah. know. I have a bruise on my ankle and I literally saw it yesterday. I was like, on my ankle? <laughs> I understand my knees because I hit them on tables all the time. But yeah. my ankle, I was like, literally genuinely concerned. I was like, I don't remember this. But yeah. you know, I think <laughs> you would
2: remember your ankle too because that's like, that's a sensitive spot.
1: Yeah, it's a cool. weird spot as well. I, I genuinely don't remember how. It, and it's big. It's like, this big. Kelsey you were voted
0: biggest klutz in high school too right
2: yeah thank you for reminding me of that I was I was Mm -hmm. I
0: could I could pull out our yearbook
2: please don't but yeah no that was that was definitely it
0: okay Well, hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey.
2: Hello everybody.
0: And we also have Kimia from at KKT Reads. She is one of the top book talkers right now. She always always sharing the funniest, sexiest quotes. Hi everyone. And we're going to be talking about rain, the kind of the campaign that's been going on for rain, which is the Rape and Incest Abuse National Network. Sexual Assault is going to be mentioned several times. A lot of the books deal with it. So keep that in mind if you decide to continue to listen. Kelsey, do you have a weekly hot you want to start with? I just yeah. feel like it, it's like 50-50. It could be a train wreck or not.
2: That's super valid. I feel like there was a couple of train wrecks this week, but nothing that's worth being discussed. Like nothing that's like hot enough to be discussed. More just like that was a train wreck. We don't really need to focus on it. I would much rather talk about like a pure, mm, pure is not the right word, a weekly hot that has not been tainted by terrible people. And that is my weekly hot is summer's book. I have been rereading <laughs> Summer's Book, stone by. I promise this is not a plug, but I just I have been, and it has some of the spiciest scenes. And especially after we just recorded an episode talking all about Summer's book, like I just it's still fresh on the brain. It still has all of the spicy scenes, and they were so, so good. So that's my weekly hot this week.
1: Oh, I do love the spicy book, yes.) <laughs>
0: I will say that compared to some of the other books you've read it will not be the spiciest mean yeah you
1: (laughs) it won't be (laughs) Uh, it it definitely won't won't be the spiciest (laughs) well it doesn't matter as long as it's good quality it doesn't matter how if it's a lot or not so I don't usually like go out looking for the spiciest books I just like I I rather it be really good if it's one mm-hmm. scene I'd rather that one scene be really good and like proper realistic I don't know something that like as women we can like connect to not just you know two pumps and she's arriving you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my biggest pet peeve <laughs> oh
2: that's so valid
0: I something that used to really annoy me in romance books is that they would always finish at the same time oh. but now that I've like writing them it logistically like in the real world logistically never happens doesn't make any sense but when you're writing them you're like well I'm not gonna have one person finish and then just keep going for like 20 more minutes (laughs) so I like get it now I get it
2: (laughs) I feel like sometimes it happens in the real world just not very often but yeah, there's yeah. like the rare cases where you're like, oh, you know what, this was nice. Like, I get why the romance authors write it like this because this is pretty <laughs> ideal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely ideal. I also like scenes where it's not both of the participants have to come,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: just one, it's all about one person's pleasure, for example, one mm-hmm. time, and then later on they'll just like move on. So, I love those scenes. I find those actually more spicy or more sexy compared to the full-on yeah yeah yeah
0: it's like it's more because it's on one person and it's usually like that who has whosoever's narration it is you get like all the focus on them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah yeah.
2: it's hot okay summer what was your weekly hot?
0: My weekly hot. So my um, partner and I, we were at her mom's house this weekend. And, mo- and ca- she kind of lives like out in the country. So there's always some project that can be going on. And last, last weekend, a tree fell in her backyard. So they've been like, cutting up the tree and like today I went out and just I was like having an iced coffee and reading my book while like they were working and like if they wanted help and if they asked me to help and I I totally would but it's there's something so nice about not having to and like my partner really enjoys yard work and really enjoys like these like taking on these projects so it was just so nice that like that's her thing and I don't have to do it because like growing up I did like a lot of yard work a lot of like mowing the lawns weed whacking pulling weeds feeding the animals cleaning the chicken coop like it was so it's so nice now to have somebody who like does that for you and I was just sitting back and I was like this is the life (laughs) I love that yes that's my weekly hot (laughs) my partner doing yard work instead of me
1: we do love someone who's hands-on whatever it is if there's something that Mm -hmm. there is like passionate about it's it's just good to see someone who you fancy and they're passionate about something as well I don't know something really attractive about them that really? yeah anywho what was your weekly hot my weekly hot I was actually on a video call with with someone I fancy let's say and they were doing they're in music so that's their job they produce and and he was working on a song and I was just sat there just like listening to him like do this and I found that really attractive I found that really hard I was just like sat there watching and listening to him just like do his own thing and he was just in his own element like singing for a bit and then like trying different things and I just was just like this is so hot yeah was it was it a good song yeah it was good okay (laughs) That is a relief. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was playing like different bits of music from here and there, and then he like played his own for a bit. It was nice. Yeah, I was just like just sat there chilling. I think I was actually like doing something myself, but I just don't remember now because I was so like <laughs> like focused on. I was just sat there just watching him just do this. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> too bad, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet
0: anywho let's dive
1: into reading for rain um, do you want to talk a little bit about that well to be honest with even with my own content and the way I went about it I didn't go about it politically <laughs> I feel like books <laughs> talk is such a sphere now that it has its own politics so I kind of went about it from as you said from a reader This perspective, just from a later point of view, not someone who was like in the middle of everything that was going on. So in my opinion, for Rain is just basically how it came about is uh, Eros put out a CTA to all the authors who have books that deal with sexual assault or child sexual assault, CSA, and deal with it in a healthy way because... Uh, with everything that he shared about his experiences with it and everyone else who was who who related to that some people were even triggered and they remembered oppressed memories that they couldn't Mm. like hadn't remembered for years and it was just such a sad environment for a few days and we just wanted something good to come out of that you know it doesn't have to always be painful and books really do help a lot and they have helped me and I know they have helped a lot of other people to deal with a lot of their own demons maybe by writing them or maybe by reading so one of the best outlets or one of the best kind of forms of media to deal with this except obviously for going to therapy or stuff like that is to read about something, you know, read, read about other people's experiences, mm-hmm. whether they're fictional or they're real, it doesn't really matter. As long as it ha- it deals with your thoughts and emotions and everything like that in a healthy way, that's all that matters. So we just wanted something good to come out of a bad situation. And if there's any money raised that it will go to other survivors, that's, that's a bonus. That's a plus. And yeah, I just, I remember I was messaging him. I was, I was concerned about his health. Eros and I said you know how are you doing how's everything going and all? I was worried about him and I was like do you need any help is there something I can do to help with and he was like yeah actually it'd be great if like someone could like pick this up and like organize this thing and I was like absolutely like yeah send everyone my way (laughs) I'll be happy to like organize this whole thing I was just like happy to be able to contribute to something like that I, I wanted to help but obviously I'm not an author I'm just a creator and I was going to read the books that were you know donating the proceeds to the fundraiser and I was going to do that anyway so when the opportunity arose for me to like actually actively help I was like great sign me up <laughs> yeah. I sign? No, that's completely fine <laughs> and yeah so i think i will be posting another update it will be a part five with just a few other authors who have expressed their wish to donate their proceeds to the organization hopefully tomorrow we'll see (laughs) yeah and that will be it i think that that will be like the conclusion to all the books that are raising money for rain this month it's not just this month so so some books have pledged their income indefinitely like 50 percent of their income indefinitely some people was march and april march to may we have all these different kind of time periods so you know if people can't read a book this month maybe they'll prioritize the books that are only donating this month and the next month, they can like read those books i don't know whatever Um, (laughs) whichever way people can contribute would be great
0: yeah, that's so awesome I didn't realize that it was extending past because I initially just had my like I would just pledged my pre-orders but then I released early so my pre-orders obviously ended early and I decided just to do the whole month of March instead but I love that idea that it's
1: continuing after Me too. Yeah, we, we do have a few of this we've had honestly the, the support and Just people are so nice, you know. <laughs> like, there are so many good people out there, and we shouldn't let one person, or two, or three people who are bad people who, you know, toxic behaviors such as that kind of cloud our judgment or make everybody think that that's what book talk is about now because. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole thing, reading for rain just goes to prove that so many authors have signed up and I've literally had authors come up to me, email me, email me or send me a direct message saying, I want to contribute, but my book doesn't have essay or CSA. Mm-hmm. And I, can I do that? I'll be happy to like donate. I want to donate my proceeds anyway, but if it's something that you you can't include in the post, that's fine. And I was like, no, no, that's completely fine. I've had authors who have said, I haven't even made a profit yet and I want to contribute. Mm-hmm is there any way I can do that? Is that fine? How, how can I contribute? And, and it, it, it was just so heartwarming to see that people want to go out of their way mm-hmm. and forego their own proceeds for uh, their profits to a cause that they really care about. And it's just so incredible that that's what I'd rather focus on rather than the bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think everything that's come out of it has been a really beautiful way for it not just to have this big, like, explosive drama that then fizzles out as people forget about it. Um, and it, this will be able to continue it on in a positive, productive way. Kelsey, do you want to talk about your book first?
2: Sure. So I think that this book is it's part of the Reading for Rain and it definitely falls into the category of there is no CSA or essay, but it is just some author who wanted to contribute. So my book was Presuming You by Sana Khatri, and it's about Zara and Gallen. and Zara is this beautiful Indian Muslim woman, and Gallen is this, like, boy from Wisconsin, and Gallen is also a celebrity, so he's an actor, and Zara is a Like she just works on the sets. So she loves the movie industry. She's interested in it. She's just trying to kind of break her way in. So she just works on the set. And she's written this book, this like, and this comic book kind of like falls under like manga as well that has been based around Gallen because she loves Gallen, And she's like, you were my muse for this book. So her friend is finally like, hey, you've been working on this set with him for like two months. You've been working on your book for like two years it's been published, like, go give it to him. Like, it literally says this book is dedicated to Gallen as, like, inspiration. Like, go give him your book. And as she's walking over to give him the book, because her friend literally, like, shoves her, she falls down to, like, all fours. And that obviously catches his attention. She's normally just in the background, like, giving him coffee and, you know, doing other various errands, dealing with electrical. But now she's, like, book in hand, on four, like, on the ground, So he comes over and he's like, hey, like, are you okay? Can I help you? And the author switches back and forth between their points of view, like very often. So both for Zara, who's like, I'm in love with this man and Galen, who's like, she's stunning. Like, who? where did this girl come from? There's like that instant connection of like, this is going to be great. So everything goes well. They have like this really cute exchange. Zara's like, oh my gosh, like, why did I feel so nervous about this? Like, you're so nice. And you're like, I know I'm nice. Like, I'm so honored that you're giving me your book. And her friend, Zara's friend is like in the background, like watching the whole thing, like as best friends do. Like Summer, I could have seen us being in this situation so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So Zara gives the book to him and he's like awesome and he was talking to his manager so as they like break up the conversation and they both start walking away from each other Gallen hands it to his manager and says deal with this and Zara just like immediately breaks down and starts crying and her friend sees it and like and she hears it too and just like immediately breaks down and start crying they are both in tears because it seemed to have been going so well but now it's like just deal with it so it's like you know the switch was flipped and she's now like this guy's an asshole and i just dedicated a whole book to him. So she was super warm to him and now all of a sudden she's like cold and galen is now like focused on her and he was like for this whole past week like you've you've been like super cold to me but before that like we had a great connection like what happened is what he's thinking on his internal dialogue and she's just like i can't believe i ever dedicated this book to him like my whole life work on my comic books like gosh darn it she's just pissed about it and really hurt it's 2 a.m like fast forward a week it's 2 a.m as movie sets go very weird hours and she's like out walking past the trailers when she hears like a lot of yelling and screaming and things breaking happening from gallon's trailer so she's like gosh darn it like i gotta go in there you know like i gotta see what's what's happened in the very least She's like, if I be murdered, like, so be it. But I can't just let him be murdered by himself. So she goes and she walks into his trailer. She immediately slips on a banana peel, crashes into gallon, and the door to the trailer shuts. Which doesn't seem like it would be too dramatic. However, the trailer door is broken and it can only be open from the outside. Like, the lock is broken. So now they are stuck in this trailer all night long.
0: And she did she actually slip on a banana peel?
2: She actually slipped on a banana peel. Yeah. yeah. And like all the ruckus that was being made was the fact that like Galen was trying to catch a rat that had like come into his trailer. And he was doing <laughs> a terrible job at it. So he kept breaking things <laughs> trying to like catch this rat. So the oh, whole okay. place is just like a mess. She's just like looking around like what did I just get myself into? And Galen was like did the door lock? And she's like yeah, but like I thought you were being murdered. Like what's the situation? He's like there's a rat and now we're uh-huh. stuck in here. With the, at, with, with the the rat with the rat, yeah the rat is definitely the humorous part of the book as well <laughs> or at least part of, like the first the first section so the book progresses like they have this little moment in the trailer that lasts all night and they like really like they air their grievances about each other they have this like really open dialogue they're instantly falling in love with each other it's very much like an insta love like you are my entire world kind of thing and we're at like four percent of the book So I'm going to call it like a Hallmark, a Hallmark romance.
0: Did he explain why the deal with it thing?
2: Oh, oh, like why he, yeah. So deal with it was like, he was about to go on some like press tour and he didn't want the book to get lost and he loses things. So he told his manager to deal with it as in keep it safe because he knew that it wouldn't be kept safe with him. And he was like already halfway through the book by the time that like Zara walks into his trailer and gets stuck there. So like that was, that was remedied. So they have their moment in the trailer and Zara's like, call someone, like, get us out of here. Like, I don't want to hang out with you. And he's like, no, like, I'm not going to call anyone. Like, there's no service. And her phone has been broken in this whole banana peel incident. So she can't call anyone either. So now they're just stuck until it's daylight. Turns out that Gallen was lying and he does have service inside of his trailer. And he just wants to spend more time with her. So as they spend time with her, everything is hunky-dory. They're, like, starting to fall in love with each other, as I said. Comes around to be, like, 7, 8 a.m., and she, like, looks at his phone for some reason, because I think they fell asleep, and she sees that his phone's been blowing up all night and that he was lying. So she was, like, what the heck? Like, this is just another way that you're going to deceive me? Like, I was just starting to like you again, and we were, like, really vibing. Like, we just played the guitar and sang together. Like, how did we go? How are we doing this, like, whole hot and cold thing? Um, And he's like, I know I lied. However, I just like really wanted to spend time with you. And she like pretty much instantly forgives him and is like, that wasn't cool, but I really enjoyed this time too. So I guess you lied, but it's okay.
0: It's like the miscommunication trope, but it just gets solved right away. Exactly.
2: So the entire book is a miscommunication trope. However, it's like insta-love corny miscommunication trope that's literally solved like two sentences later like you get into like so like if you want a light read that is just like there is you're not going to have any kind of suspense or concern Mm
1: -hmm. this is the book for you yeah like comfort read really quick
2: yeah really quick comfort read there is like one incident that does take more than one paragraph to explain and have a resolution for at the end of the book and guys I'm not even joking like it, it things were literally like resolved that quickly throughout the book So there's finally this situation at the end that is like, they're big, like, this is a huge incident, et cetera, et cetera. We need to overcome this obstacle together. They try to do it on their own, but really they needed to come together. And then there's your, your HEA, but really the HEA was there the entire time.
1: Yeah. Just a matter of time.
2: I mean, and it was a, it was a 4% in HEA. So if you guys want an HEA, this is the book for you this is absolutely like
1: love isn't it insta love immediately they both love each other and then there's just a bunch of other stuff that needs to get sorted out
2: yeah exactly like their positions and like they had some like you know definitely like still instantly solved situations but they had some situations where it's like Zara is a normal person Galen is not now they're in the public eye together how's that gonna work there's like a jealous ex-girlfriend who's out to get Zara but like that doesn't really cause too many issues until the end of the book. So like there is some conflict, but it's not it's not really talked about. Even like COVID hits during the book, and it was like no big deal. Like they like <laughs> obviously couldn't work through it. So they got to spend more time together. And like that's that was the author's portrayal of like, oh, we got to spend more time together, and it was super fun. Like, yeah, we had our fights about small trivial things, but we were fine. Like it was just, it was an H E A. So, I do have a favorite quote, and this is in the very beginning, and it kind of like cements the insta love. And Zara is like internally doubting herself a lot because she's like, I am just this Indian Muslim girl. Like, I write comic books. I'm such a nerd. Like, why does Gallen want me? Why does he want me so quickly? Like, this seems suspicious. So, from Zara's internal point of view, why would a guy like him want someone like me? After all, he was the Gallen Underwood, and I I was nothing. He was a god. I was a worshiper. He was a storm, and I was merely a speck of dust against his might. Don't. The silk-smooth husk in his voice pulled me out of my thoughts. I blinked and looked up at him. Don't what? Don't question things. Don't doubt my words. So from the beginning, he, like, sees... She, he can, like, just read her perfectly. And from that comes the... The, like the reassurances that she is enough and that she is meant to be with him because he feels it from the very beginning
1: yeah. that was a only, good quote you know stuff like this makes me think like if only it was like that in real life like like <laughs> sometimes I read like some like scenarios in books and I'm like oh my god this is so gold like I want a guy to be like this obsessed with me and then <laughs> it happens to me in real life and I'm just con- constantly like why yes <laughs> this is, this is way too quick, way too much. Or I, I don't believe you. You're lying. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like Insta love happens for a life and I'm immediately like trust issues. No. Mm-mm.
2: I am in that situation right now. Someone like insta loves me and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, and I, we're like three weeks into this insta love. And I'm like, I'm still very confused. Like, what are we it's not mutual. Like I don't know what like you insta me and now I'm just like out the door. Like <laughs> you you're already on the second book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the smut of this book was real sweet. Real real soft. What do we rate? We rate it out of 5. 1 out of 5. Like it was it was very vanilla. It was very good for them. It was very good for their relationship so that was a five out of five for their personal relationship our characters however for me and our scale one out of five and then overall if I look at this book as a hallmark like comfort read then it's like a it's like a six seven out of ten for sure like it'll it'll pull you in it'll keep you there with its kind of dilemmas but not dilemmas like if you just want to relax this is probably the book for you is it rom-commy
0: or is it more just like tension quickly diffused
2: there is some rom-com in it and there's definitely a lot of phrases that I think if I was better at pop culture I would understand more because there was like a lot of jokes made And I was like, oh, I know who Kim Kardashian is, but like these other people, I don't know who these people are. (laughs) So that was just like a fault of my own. So there was rom-com in it, but it was, uh, it was more Hallmark than it was rom-com still. Mm -hmm. But it was there, like there was some humor, like Zara had some really funny internal monologues and she was super random. Like she kept waking up in the middle of the night to like ask Alan, like the most random questions of like, I don't know, like, what would you rather be a dog or a snake? And like there was a right answer and a wrong answer, and she would just like wake them up at 2am to ask him, <laughs> ask him these questions. So those I always found really amusing. Uh, so there was some humor. There' was definitely some humor. Yeah,
0: nice. So I think I found my limit. I know I usually am like, I don't have a limit. I can read anything. I'm fine i think i may have found it and it's not because it's necessarily too dark but it was it the the ick factor you know where it's like i'm just too uncomfortable reading this
2: i'm so curious
0: yeah so okay it is be my light by ari rebus I think this was her debut novel she has more that have come out and i really liked her writing style and her the main character. okay so let's start with this the main character's name is ebony and she was assaulted by her uncle when she was 11 and the the book begins with she has it's like a prologue of, like she sits down with her mom and her mom, she, and she says like, "Hey mom, you know how you always ask me when I come home from like a friend's house if anything happened," and she's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Can you ask me that now?" Uh, so you know from the very beginning that something happened. You don't know it's the uncle, and then the book starts up again and she's seventeen in high school, and is like extremely depressed sleeps all day goes to school like comes home just sleeps is like still has a lot of like ptsd doesn't like being touched doesn't like that anytime that she's like tried to kiss a boy she all she could taste was rum and would vomit on the boy so it's it was like she reminds me actually a lot of the character from euphoria rue now i haven't watched the second season so i don't know if this still fits her character but that kind of like really she was very consumed with her darkness and she even at one point attempts suicide in the book she, well, she attempts but then ends it or stops the attempt before it goes through you know, so, the bo- so the book so the book is her really really struggling and her mom is a total bitch like she is really like on her ass about not you know sleeping all day not being happy not being feminine enough Um, and you find out later that her that when she told her mom her mom was like didn't believe her thought she was making up for attention because of course the uncle because stupidly, they asked the uncle, like, what happened? Uh. I know. And he said that he 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 was just tickling her. And maybe, like, he tickled her a little too much and that made her uncomfortable. So the mom doesn't, like, believe her. And she really, really struggles with, like, a lot of guilt and shame. And she ends up getting suspended from school for getting in a fight. And the bo- this boy shows up on her doorstep and is like, hey, like, I'm in your class. Um, here's the homework. I also live right down the street. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> um, and apparently he's been like obsessed with her. He thinks she's like, so beautiful, so intriguing. And he's like the sunshine. His name is Marcus. And they start sort of like this flirt- flirtation ship, And then they have like the actual, like, do you want to be my boyfriend, girlfriend talk? i like over text. So it, it's a, I thought it was a rock star romance. I don't know where like I got this idea. I don't know, maybe. So music is really, really important to her. She's always playing music and the author mentions what songs she is listening to. So I think maybe one of the reviews mentioned like music is her her thing. Like it's what's kind of like keeps her from like totally being pulled under and I just kind of took that as rock star celebrity. (laughs) Uh, It's like definitely not. It's a, it's a high school, like coming of age, new adult. And that (laughs) is, that is kind of like why I didn't end up finishing it because as they started getting more intimate as a couple, um, and they're like both 17, I think, which is like technically legal and but it just I just that was my limit was like reading about high school students being intimate I was like "Mm." and that she also has a memory like she explains what happens during the assault which was tough to read and I think all of it was actually like kind of tough to read because it was so real and it was so raw and the author does a really really amazing job of like expressing this girl's pain and how like her mom is just like constantly criticizing her and like, she can't do anything right. And I like really related to that point where she's just like, why am I even gonna try if like, literally anything I do, there's gonna she's gonna find something wrong with it. Um, And I know it sounds like I'm all over the place. But they're really the it really is just like her going about her daily life. Mm -hmm. And then meeting Marcus and she starts this after school program at a mental hospital. And the the counselor is really, really helpful and has kind of unpacks her like guilt and shame around it and like very explicitly says like, this isn't your fault. And she also like believes her, which is the first time that anybody like believed her about it. So I think for if somebody has history with assault or not being believed, I'm feeling like it's their fault. This unpacks all that really well.
2: Um, it also sounds like it could unpack it well, but it could be a you need to be ready to have that be unpacked.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, that was exactly. It. It's like it can unpack it very well and it will talk it will very explicitly address it. like the the counselor, her quotes, you know, literally said like this is not your fault. So it's not one of those stories that talks in euphemisms or it's surround and sort of in the background in the character heels. It's very very upfront. But yeah, I really enjoyed the writing. I really did. And I think I just realized my limit was 17-year-olds getting intimate, and I
1: switched to a different book at that point. (laughs) Yeah, that's the limit for me. I don't like reading about underage. Yeah. Even though like it
0: was very consensual, and I mean, I haven't gotten to the sex part yet, but Marcus has been so great he is like everything he says is like it's on your time like is this okay can I do this especially even like with the kissing because at any time she had tried to kiss somebody after her assault she threw up so
2: yeah that's a lot of trauma that's a lot of trauma to rewrite
0: yeah it's hard to kind of rate because I didn't finish it and I it wasn't, like, my genre, and it wasn't what I thought it was going in, so I was, like, really confused, but it, and I was looking back through, Kimia, your, your slides on Instagram, and this book literally said, like, new adult coming of age, so, like, I'm, like, I don't know where I, I, I don't know where I got the rock star idea, but I was like so confused when <laughs> she was in high school and yeah. I kept waiting for it to like fast forward another 10 years. Name of it of the book again? Be my life. Yes.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I I think it I think it must have been a review. I think one of the reviews must have like talked about music. Mm-hmm. And I
1: just Yeah, because I I literally put on this slide because the main <laughs> initiation with this was that the books deal with sexual assault and if there's anything Mm -hmm. like specific that I I felt like people should know before going into the book I tried to like put them on the slide like if I knew that it was like something that's important to the story I put it like so the new adult common of age story I was like okay I have to mention that it's not going to be this on the same level as all the other books um -hmm. (laughs) yep don't know where the message got lost Um, I go into books completely blind and they're like 20% and I'm like this is not really my cup of tea I don't like it (laughs) yeah
0: so I don't really feel like I can rate it also on the spice scale obviously not gonna rate that because it wasn't really like a spicy book. It wasn't a rock star like. It wasn't rock star smut. Which like, we're still where... focused
2: on that. We're still real focused on that. I
0: think. I think Kelsey that like reverse harem you read about like triple duty bodyguard and the the
2: the nanny one
0: singer no the, yeah but the sing singer I think I just was like oh it's like that book what
2: when did I read different
0: authors
2: about... when did I read anything everything... about a singer.
1: Is that Lilac, the Triple Duty Bodyguard?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was an actress. Okay. She was a second. Oh.
1: Her.
0: Oh. Okay, so missed that memo too. <laughs> 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 okay,
2: so we Okay, so we can't review this book. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. How about you said that you read a second book, right?
0: Yes, I started another book which was Destruction, which is book one in Honor and Thieves by Minnie Sloan. The subtitle for this book is literally Destruction, a dark insta-love possessive alpha romance. So, I could not go into this without knowing exactly what it is because it's like (laughs) all the tropes right there in the subtitle. I haven't gone too far into it because I started it today when I realized I wasn't going to finish the other book, but I think it's going to be really spicy. There's like a whole page on kink warnings ahead of it. It's definitely that possessive billionaire broody guy. So yeah, I think I'll have to give my obviously report on it once I finish it but that was another one that was includes essay I think on it will on page and then past as well mm-hmm. Kimia is nodding along have you read it
1: I haven't read it but I, I'm looking at my slide and it <laughs> says right. contains off page and on page essay and see if so
0: see I, I did my research for the
1: second
2: time around <laughs> <laughs> we learned our lesson
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've had some people send me dms about some of the books that they've read so a few of my friends were like oh I read this one I think you will like this so like you know read this that so I'm getting reviews from other people which ones did you read I think I read uh, all books no five and and then I've also started like two or three other books and I haven't like continued on with them for- no specific reason I think I just like my attention gets pushed and pulled everywhere I'm such a mood reader I could stop reading a book and then all of a sudden I'll see another book I'm like oh that sounds that's more interesting and then I'll just pick mm-hmm. that one up and I won't finish the other one ever and so it doesn't really count as a DNF because I don't stop reading because I didn't enjoy it but I did get distracted so I don't know I don't know what category that falls into <laughs> yeah. but I read I think the first book I read, out of all of these reading for rain books was naked hearts by valentina and it's a billionaire in your father romance it deals with essay and grief and loss and it's it's such an honest book it's basically about it basically starts off really dark it starts off with the sexual assault and the, a situation where the girl rubella is in the hospital she's getting treated after the assault so just the headspace that she's in is just really bad and dark. And then you flash forward to three years later, which is like current, like right now. And she meets this guy at one of her performances. She does aerial performances with silk robes. And she meets him, and it, like immediately they have this connection and this chemistry that's really palpable. But as soon as they like, Get together in the club, like they find each other and they start talking. And she asks him, like he has an accent, and she's like, are you, "I, I sense an accent. Where are you from?" And he says, "Well, I've, I've lived in England, but I'm Italian." And as soon as she hears that he's Italian, she like takes off because the person who assaulted her was Italian. So she like she gets like a flashback and she immediately just runs off and she thinks that's it. I'm never gonna see this person ever again and kind of moves and she's moving cities to kind of open up a rehab rehabilitation center trauma center and she's a psychiatrist as well so she's Mm -hmm. she's she's kind of like I love her character because she's a psychiatrist and also she does aerial dances I love that I'm like way to have an extracurricular you know my (laughs) I do yoga for like 10 minutes every morning I'm like yes (laughs) I did something
2: yeah, and that is not a mild extracurricular, that is like that's a whole thing. Yeah, dang, yeah that's you can't just walk
1: past it because you're hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> you have to like really train for this. It's so crazy that she's like, Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a psychiatrist as well. I'm like, What? <laughs> what? I thought yeah. she was just a performer. We no, love a not- woman who does it all. Yep yeah I love it I was like I felt so inadequate at that point I was like yeah I I don't know maybe I should pick up a hobby or something (laughs) yeah so she basically moves to a small town to her hometown I think and she wants to open up this trauma center there and they're looking for houses there and they find this really big mansion that has a lot of space that's perfect for them for this um, for this trauma center and who's who's looking at this house as well, guess who,
0: Ah, (laughs) semi-Italian,
1: yeah, our tall, dark and handsome Italian billionaire, who owns ski resorts all over the country, so yeah, he's always, he's like, I don't know, he's got like this mysterious vibe, because he's also been through a lot, and he's kind of you know, they do kind of go through this like a bit of a mis- miscommunication trope once or twice throughout the book. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but genuinely, I don't really mind miscommunication tropes because it happens in real life a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I kind of like my books to be somewhat realistic because you know, you you see and you hear something, and you know that puts you off that person. And you say, "I'm never going to talk to them again." And then later on, they realize what what's gone wrong, and they're like, "It's not that deep." Mm-hmm. Yeah, (laughs) calm down. (laughs) So they kind of like get together, and it's a bit of a slow burn because the spice doesn't happen until like sixty percent in the book, and when it does happen, it's like one chapter after the other of all of the things that the guy likes to do for her, and he arranges a romantic dinner with like roses and like a chef that cooks for them, and he like. And he puts up these silk robes for her to like, and she sees the the robes and she's like, oh, so you want me to perform for you? And he's like, no. I'm yeah. gonna fuck <laughs> like, like, I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't see that coming either. I was like, okay, she's going to dance for him," But he's like, no, this is a prop. <laughs> I was like, this is getting kinky. I like it. Because it was in the beginning it was really like sweet because she's she's a essay survivor and it's really difficult for her to like open up and that's why it's a slow burn because she needs to work through everything that's happened to her one by one step by step and it's not until she opens up to him and lets him know that the things that have happened or have been so traumatic that every time something they they take a step forward she takes like five steps back and she freaks out and he he's kind of confused throughout the entire book like why is there so much back and forth and that's basically the miscommunication but then suddenly at one point in the book she's like I've had enough I'm going to tell you and she she like tells him everything so we don't really get a flashback into That time it's off page, but she describes it in a lot of detail. She literally explains to him exactly what happened and how it happened. And it was like difficult to read because it was so descriptive. Usually, a lot of essay that happens in books that I've read happens off page, except for Hunting Adeline, which that's, you know, very on page. But with this one, it was also so real, it was so raw. And the way that she deals with everything within her mind is so honest and I really loved it I feel like for some people it could become triggering because it does go into a lot of detail and if you've had experience with say if you're a survivor or you have those triggers you're sensitive to that it could get triggering but I, like I have a really high tolerance because I, I was posting TikToks about the book as I was reading it like sweet sections from the book and I do this a lot I haven't even finished the book and I'll just upload TikToks and the author was like, "Let me know when you finish, or if you need like a shoulder to cry on." And then the later on, when I finished, I was like, "You know, I have a really high tolerance for dark stuff, so I was fine." But I can, I can, t- I can see why you would be concerned that somebody would read this and get really triggered. Mm-hmm. But I really loved it. I, I love that again. I've said this before, but it was so honest, and the the way the author wrote about the internal struggles because the character Arabella goes through like one paragraph, she's degrading herself, thinking, I will, I'm not good enough. Like I'm dirty and I'm, you know, why would this good man want me? And in the next paragraph, she literally works through these thoughts in the next paragraph. As a psychologist, she like kind of stops herself and she's like, no, do you know what? I'm done. Like I'm done putting myself down. I'm done blaming myself for other people's mistakes, for other people's bad behavior and abuse and she kind of slowly just pushes herself out of that shell that she's built around herself for the last, like, three years. So I love that. I love that everything happens slowly. So
2: it's a very I honest
1: depiction. The... Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do love some honest theme books. You know, it doesn't always have to be sunshine and rainbows. Or... So, yeah. I love I... the idea of
0: the, the narrator being a psychologist, Because she, you're, yeah. I mean, like you said,
1: she's working through it and like challenging herself. In yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch because she even mentions in her internal dialogues that, internal monologues that when she's putting herself down and all of these dark thoughts come into her head, she's like, I, I'm, I give myself the same. I want to give myself the same advice that I would give my patients, but you know you can't taste you know you can't hear yourself sometimes some some words have to come from other people for it to be impactful to get through to you so she could she literally works through all of this she's very like self-conscious in that sense and as a reader, if I feel like that would really help someone who has experienced essay and they haven't gone to a psychiatrist or who, who aren't self-aware of their internal thoughts. I feel like when you read that and you see that this character is dealing with it the same way everyone else is, like, so, like I would, it really helps. It like You can literally think the same thoughts that she's thinking as reading it, like yeah. work through it. So I love that. One of my favorite quotes is actually this one so what happens is this is after she runs away from lorenzo and she kind of like chickens out and runs away and she's working through that and she thinks um i rolled my eyes at myself because i was once again relying on excuses so i wouldn't have to confront my issues though it was a rational justification deep down i knew my only reason for not going through with that kiss was fear but i was no victim correction I was a victim before, but no more. And I refuse to act like one. I refuse. I was responsible for choosing the correct color glasses to filter my life through. And I refuse to perpetuate the terror I'd felt on that horrible night. I may have lost the battle tonight, but I'll never lose the war. I love that because she literally says, that like, I'm aware that I'm losing these battles, but I'm not going to allow myself to lose this war. I'm going to push myself. So I, I I love that.
2: That is brilliant. Yeah. That is absolutely brilliant.
1: It's so heartwarming. And I compare that to like the beginning of the book where she is and then towards the end when she starts dealing with all of this and talks things through with him and his issues come to light. There's like a kind of like a conclusion chapter where she's working through all of this and she says to truly know ourselves we need to get to know the shadows that lurk at the edges at the edges of our light when we explored our own darkness the light would taste sweeter than we ever imagined possible that's just beautiful i
0: really like
2: that and i wish i talked to myself like that when i was giving myself pep talks Or when I do give myself pep talks, can you imagine? It's more just like Kelsey, you're not a victim. Great, suck it up. You got this. You know, like that's more of what my pep talks sound like. (laughs) The same, to be honest. Oh, they all work,
1: different forms. But I mean,
2: it'd be nice to have it sound like that. That's like when I watch the TikTok videos and I'm just like innocently scrolling, and then all of a sudden it's like stop scrolling like you need to hear this and I'm like okay what do I need to hear and then all of a sudden by the end of it I'm bawling because someone just like hits my heartstrings like just the right way that I'm like that is exactly what I needed to hear stranger on TikTok like this algorithm is way too smart for its own good but like I am now in tears and it's that kind of language that is not just the like suck it up (laughs) you got this (laughs)
1: it's so I just saw one of the quotes that I highlighted she says victim or not sometimes in life some of us need a good kick in the ass to snap out of the one guest pity party we'd love to throw ourselves (laughs) (laughs) this is literally perfect (laughs) (laughs) and it's raw and it's 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 not always dark that's what I love about it like these two are so cute together and like he says the sexiest stuff and he's like obviously Italian, so he's like a bit dramatic with the things that he says. <laughs> like she's like, is this like a European thing? <laughs> like that's like so intense because, like, oh, and he says some stuff to her in Italian, it's like, oh, you know, don't push me. And she knows Italian. She like replies to him in Italian. And he's like, all of a sudden take him back, like, oh shit, like she understood <laughs> what I just said. What? I love that. I, it was so. It's such a. It was such a good mix of dark and light, and fun and angst, and you know, sexy times and kinky sexy times that I did not see coming, <laughs> because this this guy is like, you know, we don't do things half-assed around here, and he's rich, so I, you know that's why we love a billionaire romance, right? Because yes. the guy will spoil the girl rotten, and that like that's just a normal Tuesday for him.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. we whatever yeah. we do love it okay so how would you
1: rate the book overall just like overall writing and then also spice Overall writing out of 10 are we to, do you guys rate because yeah. my rating, okay out of five so out of 10 i would give it a 9.5 and that 0.5 is yeah i feel like sometimes maybe it could have been a bit shorter or more concise but I'm i'm really picky It would have been a 10 out of 10 if it wasn't just like, I don't know. It's really hard for me to give something a 10 out of 10 or a 5 out of 5. It was like 4.5. Yeah. Um, But then also, so the spice wise out of 5, I would give it a 3 out of 5. It's a good solid 3 out of 5. Once it picks up, it picks up. There's there's some really hot. And I like, I love the quotes in it. They will tell me your mind and look at me and like, you know, I love that stuff.
2: That language is so yeah, good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Look comment. at me. Look at me. I'm done. yep It's out. It's over.
2: <laughs> look at me. I'm a puddle, please. No, no, no.
1: I I hear hear... The floor. <laughs> <laughs> like I try not to hear Batman when he's like, look at me. <laughs> 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 I try like okay Kimmy like every time I read it in a book I'm like don't go there don't go there don't go there <laughs> to me. <laughs> there's sexual tension in that scene I don't care what anyone says there's sexual tension between Batman and Joker in that scene
2: I don't <laughs> deny it I am with you on that <laughs> I'm just
1: <disturbed. laughs> Someone write a fanfic, MM fanfic. <laughs> <Batman> <laughs> Joker. That's actually a good idea, you know?
2: Yeah, that is.
1: I'm j- that has to exist out there. I would weed this shit out of that. That's like ultimate enemies to lovers.
0: Truly. I yeah. I would love to see the redemption arc for the Joker.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's oh, I, I see it a lot as day. Like he's he's been through some trauma. That's why he's being such a big and i don't know it's like another serial killer romance okay. yeah. <laughs> you know i my morals are nowhere to be found when i read a book yeah <laughs> i'll I, I read a book once where the guy was legit like i he just like walks in the street and picks that guy up and like i'm gonna kill him and he does that and i was just like good for you and then the cops come <laughs> and trying and, like arrest and i'm like how dare they i was like in the book i was reading for the killer and i was like for one second I was like oh my god this guy legit just kills innocent people like why am I rooting for him <laughs> <laughs> just for the sake of getting happily ever after like I can't be rooting for a serial killer <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <legit bad. laughs> what book was that <laughs> it's crawl. it was called by Audrey Rush yeah Oh, okay. So her books
0: have been recommended a few times. And then I've also seen her like TikTok and stuff. They're on my list.
1: Yeah. They're no, it list. was really fun. I love that book. And he's such a bad dude. I remember I made a TikTok about it and I said, he's morally black. Like he's not gray. <laughs> he's morally black. He has no morals. Legit. And the only reason like the girl survives is obviously because he's attracted to her. Like otherwise... There's nothing to prevent him from doing something bad. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. Like my tolerance has gone up way up.
0: It's like in the vampire diaries. Like they can turn on and off their emotions.
1: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: He, he has them turned off and like they are not coming back on.
1: <laughs> Never. Yeah, he's literally like, I'm, i like it is it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill anyone I like. Like he just walks down the streets like that guy looks like a douchebag. I'll just murder him. That's all the <laughs> justification you need. He looks like a douchebag. He literally just sees this guy walking down the street and is like, oh, he's he looks rich. I hate rich people. And then he just like grabs the guy and, like, so <laughs> <laughs> and that is just,
2: oh, that is baffling to me. I was out with a friend the other night and he was like, I'm in mean, the mood to fight someone. And I'm like, honestly, me too. And then we like looked around the bar and we were like, who would we fight? But like that's a hypothetical situation, right? Like in reality, was I gonna fight anyone? No. I know. Like, I just what? had. I just had a very tough week at work, and I was like ready to fight someone. Not that I've ever been in a fight in my life <laughs> like that, right? Summer's like, what is this? this Who are is, you? Uh, this is
0: like a, If you, if I had to pick like one sentence, I would never think to come out of Kelsey's mouth. It would be, I'm in the mood to fight someone. Who can I fight? <laughs> <laughs>
2: the point of why I'm bringing this up though is like for me in particular it was a hypothetical situation right for yeah. my friend maybe a little bit less so but still that is like a moral area where it's like you're not going to go up to a stranger and just like sock them in the face no matter what kind of week you've had but as soon as we read about it we're like yeah get it like let's go yeah. you know
1: Makes sense. I yeah sure <laughs> that's hot <laughs> <All> the- <laughs> like I read a book where the guy's like you can't wear that. You look too good. And I'm like, like I'm like sooning. Like, oh, that's so hard. Like and then in real life, as soon as my boyfriend tells me not to wear something, I'm like, immediately I wanna wear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will <laughs> wear that dress. I don't care if it's like minus 50 degrees. I will wear that dress just because he told me <laughs> not to wear it. Yeah.
2: You tell me not to bring a jacket. Guess what? No jacket. Bring in a jacket. You know, like the opposite of like you're gonna get cold. Nope, I'm not. And then you're freezing, but you're not gonna let anyone know that. You're not gonna let them know that they're right.
1: I'm a CEO of doing exactly what I'm told not to do. <laughs> Don't read this book; is too dark. I'm like, immediately down. Yes. People
0: were like, "This was a this was a limit for me." Like, I found my limit, and I was like, "Opens
1: Kindle." <laughs> yeah, literally, someone actually tagged me in a TikTok, <laughs> and the was like, "This book is so." rapey and the guy is the biggest rapist and like on goodreads i went on goodreads and all the reviews were like this is literally just rape one after the other and i was like i'm in the job with it. let me just see let me just see how it is maybe he's a good dude Yeah. <laughs> That maybe was... make, you
2: got you had to make your own opinion though you weren't going to take the thought of others you got to come to your own conclusion I appreciate that I respect maybe,
1: it maybe yeah. his internal monologues are not that disgusting
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's only one way to find out <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> maybe her internal monologues are not that bad like maybe she likes it hey that's yeah. a good point so it makes it dubious consent it's not yeah. that bad yeah,
0: it's like, if any of these things we just said applied to a real-life situation... Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. And never. it's so, Like, never. But yeah. in a book?
1: But in a book? Yeah. It's such fun. a safe... This is, this is exactly what I... This is the reason why I advocate dark romance so much, because, and I've explained this everywhere, like, I've made so many TikToks just explaining this, but some people just don't want to understand or hear it. But you would read all of these hypothetical situations. It doesn't mean like you could seriously enjoy it. Like you could, you know, it, it could <laughs> rock your world. But but you will never condone that in real life. You wouldn't be attracted to it in real life. And people keep arguing saying, no, if you keep reading something, you're gonna, if you enjoy it in the book, then you, you probably enjoy it in real life. Like why else would you enjoy it? And I'm like, no, you can literally disassociate yourself from fiction like how else why is it now all of a sudden a big issue when it's books that are written by women for women Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and it's a safe environment you people have watched like game of thrones and so many of these popular movies and films and even in songs like there is some really aggressive like lyrics and people listen to it and it's like whatever it's just fiction it doesn't matter like Mm
0: -hmm. whatever
1: and no one bats an eye but all of a sudden when it comes to books there's this whole lot yeah. judgment yeah it's unfortunate i feel like a lot of it comes from younger readers who haven't had the life experiences to realize you can once you actually start having consen- consensual mm-hmm. sex or if it's happened like unfortunately for a lot of the dark romance readers are essay survivors so if it has happened to you and your control and your consent and your control has been taken away from you it's so empowering to read it in a book where like, for me, it's just, I always tell myself, I can always just close this book and that's that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm not living it. It's not me who's going through this. So that's empowering in a sense. And for a lot of other reasons as well. But yeah, I feel like some of the readers who haven't gone through that, like it's not for you and that's fine. Just because a book, you see someone gushing about a book and they literally say, this is dark romance. There's trigger Mm -hmm. warnings. Don't go into this if it's not for you. It's 18 plus, this and that. And there's a reason why it's 18 plus. You know, it's not for shits and giggles, because after like that age is when you really have the proper life experiences, I feel like that mm-hmm. like, you can like relate to the to these dark romance books. But yeah. I hope I hope slowly but surely people become more and more understanding and stop judging others for enjoying stuff like this in books. Yeah, I don't think there's a harm in that. No, no harm.
0: <laughs> no harm in letting people read what they like. Mm -hmm. I like to me dark romance makes it makes so much sense that I like it and that I write it and I read it because I in high school I think it was I would literally go home every Friday and I didn't I would like not make plans with friends I would go home on Friday because there was a criminal minds marathon every friday from like 4 p.m to like midnight and i would sit in front of the tv and watch like eight episodes in a row of criminal minds so it's like this makes sense like this adds up so i also feel like not only does dark romance provide that like safe space where like you know there's gonna be a happy ending you know you can step away you know it's fiction but also for anybody who enjoys like true crime Criminal minds, like anything with that, in like makes sense, you know. Yeah. It scratches both those itches. It. I, yeah,
2: love like, how, I, like... I love how like
1: watching serial killer documentaries. I love them. Like I love listening to podcasts and true crime documentaries and stuff like that. Like I like them. It doesn't mean like I'm gonna go out and turn into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: I know. Like I was never like summer. Like I never watched true <laughs> crime documentaries. And that's fine. But for me, like dark romance or darker, because we all know that that's not my favorite genre to pick up. But like I am a survival essay, like multiple times. And because of that, I have so much healing when I read these books. So maybe I don't want to read it all the time because maybe I'm not always in the mood to heal. But at the same time, like it's always there. And as you said, Camille, like I can pick up that book, get into it, and then I can put it down. And at that moment, like that's when I have control over the situation. And to read these stories about other people gaining control over their situation then gives me hope to grow in my own life. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And a really safe thing. Like, I have the control. And that's what Mm -hmm. you need when you are a survivor of essay.
0: I feel like that needs to be the tagline for dark romance. Because it's also, you get the happy ending. Like, you're guaranteed, like, a satisfying, happy ending. Whereas with other, like, thrillers or mysteries, like, if they're just, like, I used to read, like, a lot of detective ones, and I was always disappointed in whoever the killer was. Like, it never, like, I was always like, oh, like, that's it? And I realize now, actually, like, literally just in this moment, (laughs) that it's because, like, the the wrap-up with the characters isn't satisfying in that same way. It's like, sure, the mystery's solved, but... These people that I've become emotionally invested in, like, they're still super damaged, haven't done any healing, like, the killer is what, like, whatever. Wow, my, like, brain's not working. We're tracking, though.
2: We're tracking. Okay,
0: yeah. Anywho, so, wow, that was a brain blast.
2: (laughs) Is it SVU? What's that, like, one TV show that used to come out? Like, SVU? Yeah. Unit?
0: Uh, special victims unit
2: yes okay that's what that was the name of it yeah yes so that's essentially what you're trying to say like I used to watch that show all the time why I would do that to myself personally I don't know but I used to watch that show all the time but you're right summer like it was unsatisfying because these people at the end they were still broken even though whoever was harming them was caught and apprehended Mm. like it was still like no like these people need to go to therapy And like, they need Mm -hmm. help and they need a support system, you know, like support them. That's also what I need to see in order to have that conclusion where I'm going to feel good at the end of this episode.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Is that kind of what you were getting at? Yes. Super.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did I, did I read my favorite quote? I don't think so. No, no, you didn't
2: know. Would you, you like to? to my
0: favorite quote? I would like to.
2: And this is from the first book that you read, yeah? The young adult?
0: Yes. Okay. This is like the quote that that her counselor says to her. And it's also impactful because the first time that she went to speak to a counselor like the school counselor the counselor said like anything you say stays between us like nobody else will hear about it so she told told the counselor that she was suicidal and the counselor didn't give the disclaimer that like everything stays here except so her mom was called and obviously her mom doesn't believe her or like just blows it off and it's like why would you make us look bad like this tell her that you were just saying it for attention so she has a lot of distrust of counselors so when the when this new counselor like believes her right away she doesn't have to convince her she doesn't have to like explain it this is one of the things she says because they're talking about like she was like you know it's not your fault right so she says you're here you're fighting you've been fighting you even fought to get out of that basement you're going to get better that fucker didn't win and he's not going to you're not a victim you're a survivor don't ever forget that shit so yeah just again like very explicit up front
2: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. if there was music in the background just then i probably would have teared up more than i did like that's that's one of those quotes, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way, and definitely a good
1: way. Like one good quote from a book will really like make me love that book. Just, mm-hmm. just one good quote would really like make it out of like will bring it up from a three to a four star.
0: When you're picking out quotes for your TikToks and stuff,
1: what is that process like? usually when I'm just going through a book, when I'm reading it and I come across a scene that really sticks with me, I really like, it shocks me or I really enjoy it. I find it really sexy or really fun or something different to the other stuff that i read. I, I just find that I have to make a TikTok about it. Like I have to share this with other people. And that's basically it, to be honest. I don't usually, I've been banned so many times though, because I've picked something that was way too descriptive. <laughs> and i'm very scared right now if you notice like my content for the past like month has been very tame compared to what it used to be i used to always post sexy spicy quotes from books or even scenes and really depict them but because i've been banned so many times and last time i got banned they said that they're going to like permanently ban my account so i was Ooh. like no that's not how going to happen and i was so scared so i i tried to like dial it back to a lot of jokes now and like skits and stuff like that but basically, literally, it's not just spicy scenes, though. It's like whatever scenes that, scene that stuck, sticks with me, whether it's something sweet that the guy says, I feel like I have to like share that with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started reading, uh, or when I re- started rereading, basically, because mm-hmm. I, I've always been a reader throughout my life. Like When I was young, my mum would buy me books, and I just always loved romance and this was back in Iran so I would read Iranian romance which legit has no it doesn't even have (laughs) hand-holding because it's it has to go with the laws of Islam and there there can be no nothing nothing sexual ever so there's no there's not even a hand-holding scene in the entire book like I remember I read one book that had sexual assault in it and the girl's fiance sexually assaults her and that was the most descriptive that I've ever heard like ever read in a book at the time and that really stuck with me because I remember like I was so it was the first time I had read a scene like that I, I it was kind of like it opened my eyes to something like that could happen mm. you know and I was probably too young to read something like that maybe the book was like for 18 plus but I read it anyway and Because there's no real age rating in Iran, because there's no explicit sexual scenes for it to have an age rating. But that scene really stuck with me, and I was just—I remember every time, like I would—I would see a film or like I would hear of a situation that was similar to that. I'd be like, "Oh my god, something like that could happen." Or if I was in a situation if I was alone with a man, I would think, "Oh my god, like what what if they sexually assault me?" And unfortunately, it did happen. Like I love about it now, but it did happen. Like I just wish, like. I took it more seriously I don't know but this is why I feel like it's so important for books to have stuff like this even if it's not very descriptive just have something in there to teach girls that in a healthy environment that stuff like that could happen and like look mm-hmm. for the signs so you know because we love reading romance and fluffy cutesy romance that is suitable for underage girls is great but it's not realistic Mm-hmm. So we come to put this rosy picture of life for you, of romance for you. And it's just not realistic. It's not how things go in real life. Sometimes when a guy is like obsessed with you, more often than not, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It's, it's not like in romance, like he sees her and like immediately insta love. Like, you know, more often than not, it's a red flag. Um <laughs> you know, when, when he wants to like take you to the lake, it's not because the lake is a romantic place you should go yeah. share your location <laughs> with your mom and dad like you know you, you don't you probably should tell him that you're like recording everything <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> as soon as you said lake I was like that's the scene that's the start of a bad scene right there just take yeah. you to the lake bad yeah. scene
1: <laughs> to bad the scene. lake to the woods no like it's cutesy and romantic in books we oh we're gonna look, look at the stars and have a picnic I'm like what <laughs> no we're going somewhere public are you kidding ever never yeah. ever, no <laughs> on a first date I think not yeah Um, but yeah in books is cute whatever
2: with my (laughs) with my students we've had conversations before where I'm like hey what does a healthy relationship look like what does an unhealthy relationship look like because they're not being taught these things you know or maybe they don't have the best examples at home so I know that with my students I'm always trying to show them that And now I'm thinking that maybe a good follow-up conversation would be what is an appropriate first date? So I'm going to have to write that down because that could be our next topic of discussion for our life skills.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea.
2: You just gave it to me. So you're complimenting yourself there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what was your question? I think you asked me what was my favorite book and I went into a whole different tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did I favorite book or I know that's
0: kind of an impossible question unless you do have one right off the top of your head but you could also talk about like your favorite authors or like give like a um, one one click author
1: auto buy I have many yes I have um, so H.D. Carlton is a immediate buy for me uh, Emily McIntyre is Sophie Locke obviously uh, who else Sarah Bailey, I love her, and she's more on the mellow side, like rom com side. I've loved, I've read a lot of her books, like the rom coms. I haven't read her other really spicy series. I haven't read those, but I've heard those Tessa already. Bailey or Tessa Sarah. Bailey. Bailey. Sarah okay. Bailey is the reverse harem author, yes. She yeah, is yeah, well, yeah. I loved her the four to- the four ho- <laughs> four horse. Horses, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That series, that one. Yeah. Oh god.
1: That series That's-
2: was bad.
0: That series, it was not rom-com it was <laughs> <laughs> it was very
1: dark yeah very kinky um, yeah so gosh I feel like I'm missing people out but I don't really have one favorite author or one favorite book one of my like favorite favorite books from last year was Hunting Aladine and Hunting and Haunting I'm gonna count them both as one and say that it was my last year but that book has really stuck with me uh, it was especially book two It literally put me through it that book as I said I have a really high tolerance for dark content for everything and anything I've read it and I it doesn't really get to me because I can disassociate I can compartmentalize but with that book it, it triggered me I remember I cried a lot and I cried myself to sleep and then I woke up all puffy and I was like, I love this book so much. <laughs> it's, it's hurting me, but I love it. And it wasn't even like an essay scene that triggered me. It was the healing. It was, it was when she started like talking about it and dealing with it mm. and breaking down about it and like coming to the realization that what kind of effects is going to leave her. So that's what really just i was like i'm still not okay i pretend like i'm okay but i'm not I was just like yeah i love that book i loved her and her style of writing i just think it's the perfect mix of dark and kink. <laughs> we love zade i love Zayd. he's like <laughs> my ultimate good boyfriend if i could like say i want a man in real life <laughs> like just give me give me it <laughs>
0: I love that she had said that her, like Zayd, kind of came to her like fully formed, like as a character, but a lot of like characteristics or little things about him were influenced by her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So so I know someone like had asked her, "Did anyone inspire Zayd?" And she was like, "Zayd is is a whole other level, but my boyfriend." (laughs) I was like, "That's so (laughs) that's so great that like." she has a muse who is also works yeah. as a great book boyfriend
1: that's Absolutely. i love that i hate her
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm so jealous yeah, it's so beautiful i love that one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah and
0: you then you'll I'm-
1: be gaining. Ex- I pick the good stuff from the book boyfriend not the you know psycho stuff because I know like I won't be into the whole psycho behavior but you know I like I like the obsessive
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know whatever I'm I like post- obsessed with me like that's that's the kind of devotion I want maybe not stalk me or seal my underwear because that's disturbing but the other stuff I like that
2: it's almost like devotion you know Yes, You are the center of my world and therefore I'm going to be obsessed with you in that way, in the way that I see you not only as the center of my world but also like you bring light to everyone around you and I'm going to lift lift you up as a person. Yes. All the good things. Value for both your brain and just wanting to wreck your body.
0: (laughs) Amen (laughs) to that. That reminds me of something that had popped into my head and now i like anytime i'm reading a book i'm like asking myself this question so in ruthless creatures they have like a week where they're together and she's kind of summarizes and it's like we just hang out together all day like watch tv blah 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 and now all i can think about when i'm reading these books with like these like psycho unhinged men or even even like the like mentally stable like billionaires and they're doing all these grand gestures and stuff and now i'm just thinking what are they like if you're just watching tv like is that possible can you guys like can you guys just sit down (laughs) you know what i mean and now i'm like dissecting it and i'm like this relationship would never work or <laughs> <And we're> like <laughs> I don't know or, or not necessarily that but it's like I'm ruining the the fantasy because I'm trying to picture them in like the mundane yeah. or like the stupid arguments that me and my girlfriend get into I'm like trying to imagine their their fights and instead of being like you're my everything like my heart beats for you and being like you didn't put down the toilet seat like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, I just read a book though that I'm not going to remember the title of but I just read a book a few weeks ago that talked about the mundane fights and he was still a billionaire and it still worked out. It was like one of the office romance ones that we read.
0: Not so meet cute.
2: I don't know if that was it. I've heard it. Put,
0: put me with... in detention.
2: No, it wasn't put me in detention. I don't think it was a not so meat cute either. It was the one with, uh, with, oh gosh. Oh, I'm going to butcher this where like dreamland like it was disneyland but it was dreamland and it was a whole series yes that one terms and conditions so that one they had mundane fights and it was like normal and like they washed nascar together and it was normal and it was weird but it worked that but that's yeah. the first time that i've ever seen any kind of writing like that to like actually pick up on those mundane moments it was kind of cute
1: I like that,
2: yeah. So at least in my book, this book's world, they watched NASCAR and other movies, and they were chilling. So some yeah. are they still managed through the mundane fights. I just want to let you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's like why characters don't have a lot of times a second book unless it's like a continued story. Like if you hit your H E A, that and like that's why so many series are like interconnected standalones or like interconnected. Because, like, once you hit the HEA, like, yeah, w- the reader doesn't care anymore. Like, I don't want to hear about, like, the baby spit up and, like, the husband, you know, forgetting X, Y, and Z at the grocery store. <laughs> like literally, yeah. yeah. I can only
2: think of, like, two books that I've ever wanted in HEA just to continue because I like the writing so much.
0: Mm. Or, like,
2: I would be happy reading another book of them just having their HEA in their mundane fights Like, I can think of two books and that's it
1: oh i could i could oh haunting adeline if if hd carlton writes 50 books just about them going to the Mm -hmm. grocery store i will read that i i will read that (laughs) shit.
0: and if she just writes his grocery list you'll also read that (laughs)
1: i'll I'll get eros to like read it out so we can all be find that hot anyway you know (laughs) like (laughs) i think he did a quote for zade and i was like why would you do this like I, he stitched one of my videos from "Haunting adeline and it's the one where zade is like you look so good crawling to me and i was like why would you why would you do that now all i can hear is like his voice as zade and if there's ever like a audiobook like it won't be good enough because <laughs> <laughs> now it's all ruined i was like why would you do that <laughs> so funny yeah anything anything they'd, i will eat that up but i think <laughs> i feel like they're gonna there's gonna be more in that series so we'll go we'll get more of him but you know in the background
2: yeah, better than nothing sometimes yeah. you'll take those crumbs and you'll enjoy I them really,
1: yeah. yeah i read like some books where one of the characters makes like a two paragraph appearance oh crescent city too adis like he's only in the book i think for like two two paragraphs and i was like <laughs> eating that up i was like oh my god <laughs> i don't know do you have you guys read that series
2: i haven't not yet
1: okay yeah he's like he's and i i don't even like blonde characters he's i think i feel like one of the only blonde side characters that i legit always like where is he where is he <laughs> when is he going he's probably not even a good guy he's probably a villain or something and I was just always like looking for him in the book I'm like I can't wait for him to make an appearance I
0: have not I can't I'm a very slow reader so I know if I get into that series or the other one and honestly I'm, I don't really know the difference Crescent City, many, Crescent City is different than Akatar. is it same same universe or not same universe
1: no it's it's different series okay Uh, they're all the same in my head i've read from blood and ash and those are really thick books but i love the the style of writing in those books and i love the characters and the story but with crescent city it's more like because i read Akatara, and i couldn't not read this series and I was just kind of hoping that it would be just like that. But it, to be honest, it was a big disappointment for me. I didn't like book two. I didn't really like book one either. And I'm not one, but I'm not someone to sit there and bash a popular series because I, I like to have a controversial opinion. If I don't like something, I'll just say I, I didn't really like it. I didn't care for it. It was like, I think a three out of five for me overall. And the spice was just like one out of five. It was just so disappointing. But yeah. Like I'm going to continue with it because I'm crazy, but. <laughs> you know what? That happens.
2: Sometimes you're like, I just got to finish it no matter what. Like it just, it needs to happen.
1: Yeah. And then there's like a cliffhanger at the end of book two, which literally is like my only part. The only part of the book that I liked was the last chapter. The very last <laughs> chapter is the only part of the book <laughs> I liked. I was like, okay, for the, okay. I'll fine. I'll read the next one. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I feel like we could all talk for days, but we are limited on time. So Kimia, is there anything that you want us to know? Anything that you want to talk about for Reading for Rain? Anything like that before we wrap up here?
1: I just want to take a moment to just thank everyone who's signed up, who's pledged the income from their books, New Summer as well. Everyone who's read these books in whatever way they've tried to support this movement. Um, anyone who's donated even like a pound or a dollar or whatever they could, I just want to thank people and just say that as someone who was like in the middle of this whole thing going on and not in the middle, I wasn't really in the middle, but someone who like was in the trenches, I guess, as a Mm -hmm. creator, it's so good to see that a community come together and just try and change the narrative and like shift the focus from something bad to something good. And that's just so valuable and heartwarming and it it just makes being part of this community so good and like worth it It makes people want to come in and read and join and be creators on here and become writers so many people have been inspired to become writers and share their stories and i love that so thank you to all the lovely lovely people who have supported this whole thing (laughs) And for anybody listening
0: who wants to donate, um, you can donate to this specific campaign for rain on at, at V O E R O S. Cause I think, is that, is that right? Like that campaign is under his profile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a specific fundraiser. Yeah. So we've, we've, I think a lot of authors have also shared the fundraiser campaign by him you can, anyone can donate to just rain directly if they want. Cause I know mm-hmm. some people can't donate to that particular fundraiser because of their current location. So, you know, whatever donation that people want to make, if it's something that, if it's a cause that's close to their heart, it doesn't even have to be rain. It can be other charities. If, if like they have a charity that's local to them, that's important to them, donate to them. All that matters is that we shift the focus from blame and hate and toxicity to support and healing and recovering and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: thank what you
0: what a good much. note to end
1: on yeah that was a
2: beautiful note yeah. Pulse, where could we find you if we wanted to find you on social media
1: and me so i'm always on kkt reads at kkt reads on all platforms so tiktok instagram goodreads uh, even YouTube but I don't really have a YouTube so <laughs> and I like other people other people's videos um, yeah those are my best ways to contact me is through those to be honest and by email and all of my links are in my bio
2: beautiful thank you so much for coming on today it has been an absolute treat
1: my pleasure thank you guys for inviting me I had so much fun today okay. yeah this was a joy and happy new year thank yeah. you thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you again so much for joining. This was so fun.
1: I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime.
2: <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and we will see you in the next. Doodles. Doodles. All right. Well, let's right. sign off to our beautiful listeners.
0: Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, ah. we just, usually
2: we say goodbye, and then that's, that's right. it. Ah. Well, but it you don't hard. have to leave yet. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. You got it, Summer? No. Okay, I got this. <laughs> so just on like the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye, and then we'll all say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You ready, Summer? Can you handle yeah. it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. I'm gonna, let me restart my sentence. Boom. Nailed it. We got there. Great. Right.
0: <laughs> But yeah, like, fake goodbye and, like, fake hello,
1: welcome.
2: Kills me. It
1: this kills is- me such an Iranian thing you guys don't know but like Iranians and I feel like a lot of Asians as well we can't say goodbye once like we, we won't just be like okay well I'm going to leave now bye and then like mm-hmm. just go to the door and leave the house like we we just physically can't we have to say say bye at, when we get up and then we say another bye when we leave the, the living room and then at the door and then in the parking lot and then when we get home we'll call and say thank you and then we then we say bye 50 times over the phone it's such a bad like habit, and I hate it. Like, but, like it happens way too much. Like, I, hate, yeah, we always say like, bye, 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 thank you, bye, bye. There's no Irish
2: <laughs> goodbyes happening right there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know what? A, do you know what an Irish goodbye is? Camille
1: No, what is it? You basically,
2: just like you just like up and leave the room, and you oh. don't tell anyone goodbye. You just leave, and that's it. And it's just it's a, called an Irish. I have goodbye. a colleague
1: who's I- Irish, and yeah, he acts like that. Uh, there you go. That's Does what they do. Bye or good morning, or like he just gets up and leaves. And I'm like, Is he coming back? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's are a, you tired? Because do I need to lock up? Like, what's going on? That <laughs> is an Irish goodbye. <laughs> I love that. We need to adopt that in Iranian culture. It will save us so much time. <laughs> <laughs> oh.